Good morning, brothers and sisters. My name is John Mohudi, and I welcome you to the People's Church online service. If you are with us for the first time, welcome. Please enjoy the service. We've got Instagram and Facebook social media pages. Please follow us on those social media pages. We also have a YouTube channel, so please follow us there. Before we get into the rest of the service, let me encourage us by a scripture from Hebrews 10, verses 24 to 25. And let us consider thoughtfully how we may encourage one another to love and to do good deeds, not forsaking our meeting together as believers for worship and instruction, as is the habit of some, but encouraging one another and all the more faithfully as you see the day of Christ's return is approaching. So yes, brothers and sisters, we need to encourage each other to meet, not only to worship, but also to get instruction, because yes, indeed, Christ's return is imminent. So, I'm going to hand over to Mrs. Matebula, who will give us the offering message. Let's bow our heads and pray. Father, thank you very much for this morning. You have a divine appointment which with each and every single one of us, regardless of where we are watching the service. Thank you very much that we are prepared for, we are ready to hear your word. Please make our hearts malleable and receptive to what you are about to give to us this morning. We thank you in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. With a melody, you surround me with a song of deliverance from my enemies till my fears are gone. I'm no For I am a child of God. I'm no longer slave to fear. For I am a child of God. chosen me he has called my name and I've been born again I'm from the heavenly family see God's blood flows through my vein see I'm not Of God. See, I'm no longer to fear. I am a child of God. Yeah. 
Greetings, family. It is such a privilege and honor to be sharing the offering message with you this morning. The Bible encourages us to give freely, not reluctantly, or know any other compulsion. In these trying times of COVID pandemic that we are faced with globally, we try to hold on to our wealth as much as possible. We lose sight of the fact that everything that we have belongs to God, and he is the one who gives us the opportunity and ability to make a living. And we often think that our achievements are through our own doings and hard work. In the book of James, chapter 1, verse 17, it says, Every good and perfect gift is from God, coming down from the Father of the heavenly lights, and does not change like shifting shadows. Church, the right perspective is to give back 
a portion of our possessions to God and those in need. Giving and tithing reminds us to rely on God to meet our needs as we put our trust in Him with our lives and finances. May you be encouraged this morning as we are about to give. And may we seek wisdom from God to give us a mature view of our finances and to have a generous spirit. Let's pray. Father God, you are our giver and provider. We ask that you accept these tithes and offerings and use them to your glory. We give freely and not under compulsion, for there is nothing that we could give that matches your glory and the great gift of your Son, Jesus Christ and of the Holy Spirit which guides us daily. May the offering extend to work of your kingdom in your church and the community at large. We pray for all of this in Jesus' name. Amen. Hi, my name is Shalom Velempini and I'll be your newsreader for today. And now let's take a look at what's happening in the life of the church. Anyone interested in joining the worship team or wanting to learn to play a musical instrument can send us a WhatsApp message to the number that appears on the screen. If you're a young adult, come through to the church on Tuesdays at 6 p.m. and refreshments will be provided. Every Tuesday from 5 to 6 a.m. we have dawn prayers on WhatsApp. If you would like to start your day with us through prayer, send us a WhatsApp to the number on the screen to be added to our WhatsApp Dawn Prayer group. Every Wednesday from 6 to 7 p.m., we have our in-person prayer gathering. There's no need to pre-book, just come along and everyone is welcome. Designed, which is our youth program, will be taking place every Friday at 6 p.m. Anyone from the ages of 11 up to high school are more than welcome to join us. Please remember to pre-book to attend our Sunday physical gatherings. You will find the link on events.peopleschurchplk.org. That's events.peopleschurchplk.org. Thank you, Shalom, for the church news. We've got talented young people in our church. Praise God. Now, welcome Pastor Elijah as he's going to be blessing us with the word of the day. If you feel blessed by this message, please feel free to share the link of today's message with all your friends and family so they can be blessed too. Enjoy the rest of the service. Thank you. We are excited that you managed to tune into our production today, into our service. Thank you very much. You managed to stay on to listen to the word of God. And we believe that the word of God is going to speak into your life and into your situation today. Before we could read the word of God and also announce the theme, a few weeks ago, Pastor Mondley invited all the elders to attend our AOG Group National Conference. Only Prof. Mukwena and his wife, Sis Maria, and Shaka, myself, and Pastor Eunice managed to attend. We can say we were richly blessed. The theme of the conference was Kingdom Come. We so wish all the elders attended this historic AOG group 
conference, not only the elders, but we so wish that all of us could have attended. It took place from the 19th, that is this past Tuesday, to the 21st on Thursday. Don't worry. We are going to put on our social media and also our website, we are going to put the main sermons of the conference. The conference was opened by our national leader, Pastor Byron, and who expanded on Kingdom Come, followed by Pastor Chris Matabula, who talked about their kingdom mindset. The fact that as the church, we should have a kingdom mindset. Pastor Trevor Hudson talked about the centrality of God's kingdom in the message of Jesus. His most important statement was the kingdom of God is available to those who are seeking today. And Pastor Mark Varugese from Kingdom City Church talked to us about the kingdom culture within the local church context. You will be blessed by listening to these men of God. Now, today's message, very clear, as you can see from the poster, the text we are reading from Deuteronomy chapter 1, verses 6 to 8, and our theme today is, it is time to break camp. Now, the book of Deuteronomy consists of a series of sermons which were preached by Moses to the children of Israel. It is believed it was about two weeks before he died. Now, in the three verses that I mentioned, the Israelites are on the eastern side of the Jordan River. Moses delivers sermons to them at the threshold of the promised land, just before they crossed the Jordan River into the promised land. His heart is heavy because he knew very well that he could not go to the promised land because of his disobedience. Now, he started something. Unfortunately, he could not finish. Now, as I said, the Israelites at this time, as Moses is speaking to them, are on the eastern side of the Jordan River. I can say it was the wrong side of the promised land. By this time, they were supposed to be in the promised land. And oftentimes, we find ourselves at the wrong end, the wrong side of God's promises to our lives. And I believe today God is going to speak into our lives. Even if you find yourself at the wrong end, the wrong side of God's will, God's promises, God is willing to speak to us today. And the message is, 
It is time to break camp. It is time to advance from where you are to where God wishes you to be. Now, I'm reading the three verses. Deuteronomy chapter 1 verse 6 to 7. The Lord our God said to us at Horeb, You have stayed long enough at this mountain. Break camp and advance into the hill country of the Amorites. Go to all the neighboring peoples in the Arabah, in the mountains, in the western foothills, in the Negev, and along the coast, to the land of the Canaanites, and to Lebanon, as far as the great river, the Euphrates. See, I have given you this land. Go in and take possession of the land the Lord swore he would give to your fathers, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, and to their descendants after them. Now, reading the narrative of the children of Israel during this time, it could be divided into three. The first one is... The Exodus, which is the deliverance from Egypt. The second one is what is commonly known as the wilderness wanderings. And the third one is the promised land. When they cross into the promised land. Very briefly, let me give commentary. On these three phases, you will see that our lives as Christians, maybe as the church, our lives also could be found or could have reference to these three stages. The first stage is obviously the Exodus. When God sent Moses to deliver the children of Israel from Egypt. They had spent about 480 years in Egypt, in slavery. And God sent Moses to deliver them, to free them from Egypt, who does not appreciate or like freedom. And the story of the Exodus also it's a wonderful illustration of our salvation. The fact that we were in sin, but now God has delivered us. Who does not like to be free? But some Christians, even if we have accepted Christ as Savior and Lord, but we find ourselves that we have some forms of bondages in our lives. Some of us may not be financially free. Some of us spiritually, we don't experience freedom. Maybe ignorance. There are stuff we should know and we do not know. Even if the Bible says we are free, John 8 verse 32 then you will know the truth and the truth will set you free. Unfortunately, many Christians know deep down in their hearts that they are not free 
in their lives. But I believe it is God's will that we should be free indeed as children of God. Free from ignorance. Free from addictions. Free from anything that has that tendency of enslaving us. Maybe before I go to the third stage, which is entry into the promised land, let me furthermore refer to the third stage. I know I have jumped the second stage, the wilderness wandering. But in this particular stage, the promised land, the third stage, when the children of Israel crossed into the promised land, the land flowing with milk and honey, who does not want to go into their promised land? Which church does not want to experience the promised land? Corey Ten Boom says, the safest place to be in is at the center of God's will. In other words, the safest place is to find ourselves at the center of God's will. And this is the place where the Israelites were after they crossed the Jordan River. Now let's come to the second stage, which is the wilderness wandering. Now, God speaks to them through Moses when they were at this season, at this particular phase. And we find this in chapter 1 of Deuteronomy, verse 1 to 3. It reads, these are the words which Moses spoke to all Israel on this side of the Jordan in the wilderness, in the plain opposite Shuf, between Paran, Tafel, Leban, Hazaroth, and Dizabhat. In it is 11 days journey from Horeb by way of Mount Seir to Kadesh Barnea. Verse 3. Now it came to pass in the 40th year, in the 11th month, on the first day of the month, that Moses spoke to the children of Israel according to all that the Lord had given him as commandments to them. Now, you will realize that the journey from Egypt, the place, the region called Goshen, where the children of Israel lived in Egypt. In other words, to walk from that place where they stayed, where they lived, up until the promised land. It was a journey of about 40 days. But we read here that it was the 40th year, a journey that 
could have taken them 40 days to walk. It took them 40 years. We could ask, ask ourselves why. It was because of the condition of their hearts that a simple short journey took 40 years. In other words, during this time, they were meandering around the wilderness, which meant they were not ready to possess the promised land. But God was patient and he spoke to them even when they were going around the wilderness. But also God protected them. He did not want them to go through the land of the Philistines because he knew they were not ready to fight the Philistines or any other enemy for that matter. So the problem was the condition of their heart. They were not ready spiritually to go into the promised land. But also, God was protecting them against their enemies. Chuck Misler says, it took only 40 hours to get, to get Israel out of Egypt. They passed over. But it took 40 years to get Egypt out of Israel. In other words, the children of Israel went out of Egypt. Yes, it took a miracle from God. But work, much work was still coming where Moses had to take out Egypt out of the Israelites. Now God speaks to the Israelites more than 3,300 years ago in the wilderness. They are going in circles. And God says, you have meandered around the wilderness. Time has come for you. You have tarried. You have stayed long in this particular area. The season of going in circles in the wilderness has come to an end. In other words, you are now ready to break camp. You are ready to go into the land. I promise to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. And I believe this word today speaks to us. This word today speaks to us collectively as the church. I don't know what wilderness do you find yourself in. I don't know which wilderness do we find ourselves as the church. Maybe it is a wilderness of lack of direction. Maybe you are taunted by guilt and shame, self-condemnation, complacency, 
living a life of mediocrity, financial deprivation, apathy, painful past, maybe incurable disease, maybe a defeatist mindset. That is your wilderness. But the word of God says to us today, it is time to break camp. It is time to move on. Your wilderness wandering has come to an end. And I believe collectively as the church, God speaks to us, to not only to us, but any other church that are serious and intentional about fulfilling God's vision, God's mission about our lives. It is time. The wilderness wandering has come to an end. God says, verse 6, you have stayed long in this place. Now, mark the words that Moses uses. He does not say God or the Lord says, but he uses a covenantal expression. He says the Lord our God. This is a covenantal expression because it denotes relationship. He is not only God, He is our God. God still loves us. God still cares for us and our destiny. We have overstayed, but thank God about the God who loves us. Zig Ziglar says, if you learn from defeat, you haven't really lost they have made mistakes by overstaying their tenure at the wilderness. But really, according to Zig Ziglar, they have learned, they have not lost. Thomas Edison says, I have not failed. I just found one at 10,000 ways that won't work. In other words, in our failure, we haven't really lost, but we have learned ways which will not work. Bill Gates says, it's fine to celebrate success, but it is more important to heed lessons of failure. It is time to break camp and to advance irrespective of our past failures. You are ready, God is saying. You are ready to advance. What happened? They have received the law. They have the tabernacle, the place of praise and worship. The people have been circumcised. The people have been numbered. It is time to break from the wilderness wandering mentality. It is time to break from victim mentality and, and embrace the victor mentality. You are not a conqueror, but you are more than a conqueror. You are not a Moses generation, for you are, but you are the Joshua generation. 
The Moses generation perished in the wilderness, but the Joshua generation are intentional and they are going to cross into the promised land. Let me conclude by referring to what I would call the message of obedience that was carried over by Joshua. We read here in Joshua 3 verse 1 to verse 5. Early in the morning, Joshua and all the Israelites set out from Shittim and went to the Jordan where they camped before crossing over. After three days, the officers went throughout the camp, giving orders to the people. When you see the ark of the covenant of the Lord, your God, and the Levitical priest carrying it, you are to move out from your positions and follow it. Then you will know which way to go, since you have never been this way before. But keep a distance of about 2,000 cubits between you and the ark. Do not go near it. Joshua told the people, verse 5, Consecrate yourselves, for tomorrow the Lord will do amazing things among you. Time has come. The moment of truth has come to go into the promised land. To break camp. Time has arrived. What does Joshua do? He sends the Levitical priests who were carrying the Ark of the Covenant. Now, the Israelites did not have a capacity problem. They had men to fight the war. But Joshua doesn't send the army before, but he sends the Levitical priests carrying the Ark of the Covenant. In other words, we have a spiritual problem. We must learn it is God who leads us. And I hope sometimes we learn that we attempt to solve our spiritual problems by using means which are not spiritual in nature. That is why our problems will never be addressed because we have a spiritual problem, not a capacity problem. So this particular text demonstrates that Joshua in advancing in breaking camp he sent the priests and the ark of the covenant and I believe in order for us to break camp in order for us to experience the very life that God wants us to experience we should Allow ourselves to be led by God. But Joshua also says, Yes, we do have 
army. But we need to be led by God. And he says, sanctify yourselves for tomorrow the Lord will do amazing things among you. Consecrate yourselves. Prepare yourselves. Sanctify yourselves for tomorrow the Lord will do amazing things amongst you. The value of preparation. They had to prepare themselves before they cross the Jordan River. Jesus, public ministry, performing, teaching people, lasted two and a half years. But the preparation of successful ministry lasted for close to 30 years. In other words, for you to be able to succeed in anything, you've got to prepare, sanctify yourselves, consecrate yourselves. Tomorrow, the Lord is going to do amazing things amongst you. This forces then you will know which way to go since you have never been this way before. I like that. You will be, you will experience things you have never experienced before in your life individually, but also collectively as the church. I'm looking forward my own life, my own ministry to go to those areas in my life which I have never experienced before. Now, people are asking, but when is the church going to be normal post-COVID? Please, the church is normal. When is the church going to come back after COVID? The church has returned and I believe we are going to experience things we have never experienced even before the COVID era. Tomorrow, Joshua says, God will do amazing things amongst you. God did not command them to cross the Jordan when the river was smooth. The Jordan River was in flood and God commanded them in this particular situation that they are going to cross. They are going into the promised land. In other words, the Lord will fight him for you. Pastor, what is the parting word that you are leaving us with? The parting word is get your loins, fasten your seat belts. The Lord is going to do incredible things in your midst this time. But it is time for you to break up. It's time for you 
to advance. May God richly bless you as you heed the word of the Lord. And indeed, I believe the Lord is going to do wonderful things in your lives. God richly bless you. Thank you very much for tuning in today. God has spoken into your life, into your situation. And we believe that this has been helpful to you. Following us on social media platforms. But I believe it would be even better for you to come in person to fellowship with us. Our particulars are appearing on the screen. We are looking forward to see you in person. And we continue to pray for you and your family during this time in Jesus' name.